My stepmom was an extra on Bat- Are you recording? Maybe you should record. I am recording. Okay, great. <laughs> my stepmom is an extra on Bad Boys 2. Uh-oh. You can see her clearly in that scene where, uh, you know, that big uh, chasing that happens right in the middle and they end up like, uh, I think, driving a vehicle through like an office building or a gym or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the aftermath, when <laughs> when their captain com- comes by and he's yelling at them and there's like just a bunch of people rubbernecking, my stepmom is clearly there and we can totally pick her out. But she had the opportunity to kind of like, uh, she took like a Seminole patchwork, me and my family were Seminole. She took a Seminole patchwork, uh, patchwork jacket and she actually managed to be able to actually give it personally to Will Smith. She's got a picture. What? Right. So whenever Will Smith was actually in Florida, mm-hmm. right, for that extended amount of time, and I think this would have been around the time that I'm in high school or something. But there would be things like in the tabloids, like on like, you know, tabloid entertainment shows about like you know will smith out and about or oh is something happening over there but it would be kind of like just a passing story because it was like no will and jada are solid but then there would always be sort of the whispers underneath that where it's like well actually that's an open marriage but nobody (laughs) discussed it openly the way they were certainly not the way that they were doing it now right right um so there was just always kind of like it was a thing that was like in the air, but it certainly wasn't focused on, right? Because even back then, open marriages weren't really as, I think, as accepted as they are now, and certainly not as talked about in the press are and the media. Are you kidding me? The whole like British monarchy and all, all that. They were still framed as like scandal, cheating, you know, whatnot. It was mm-hmm. never like, oh, that's they have an arrangement or they have an agreement or, Oh yeah, that's a thing that they just, you know, they've, they've talked about that before in certain circles and it trickles down through the Florida, you know, gossip columns and, 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 and gossip TV and entertainment TV. So it just was sort of that thing that was in the air. And I don't ever really remember it being such a big deal, but then all of a sudden the first story I ever hear about Jada becomes this huge thing. And I think that was also a reason why I was like really resentful of the whole like drama. Cause it's like, We've always heard little stories here and there about, like, the open marriage. Will is out and about having fun, like, you know, just living his life, going to nightclubs, you know, doing his thing. Will just want to have fun. Right. And it's like, find fun. They seem like they're having a happy, healthy family life and home life, right? But all of a sudden, Jada has a thing. And then Jada's like side piece wants to just blow up the spot. And it's like, now it's a problem. And it's just like, yeah, she got herself a messy one. And it just, that's why I, you got to do that with grown ups. Yeah, man. Not, <laughs> he's like, what, 23, 24 at the time? Yeah. Matter? No, I think he's like 23, 24 now. That thing happened like two years ago, I believe. Okay, but if you're still older than a drink like I know that I'm placing like a lot of estimation in 21 year old people like I remember 21 20 year old people a 21 year old man is different I guess but it's just like dude really and I also don't see the value in it too because then it's like you're going up against literally the like Hollywood royalty that's how heartbroken he was this is a broken person but 
honestly, what is the upside there for you? No one's going to touch you after this news cycle because you are forever going to be the person like, if we talk to this dude, Will and Jada are not going to like, like what, why, what would be the point of that? You're not getting a record deal. You're not getting a TV spot. You're not getting any roles in movies or anything like that. You're just going to be reality TV fodder. And not even that they can just not even pay you. They can just go ahead and throw up your video or uh, your picture up in just some like random like video gossip like what's that stupid YouTube I didn't even realize that this is the thing that YouTube gossip uh, news shows are a thing yeah I don't know about that I know like conspiracy theorists no not conspiracy theorists but instead of it being like extra extra like on network TV like that kind of show exists on YouTube and on online like those people don't need you to talk about you and so if they don't need you you're not getting paid like so I just don't see what the upside of that was it just it just seemed unnecessary it seems silly mm-hmm. it just seemed like oh god so I'm so very glad that we didn't have to talk about this for the purpose of the we podcast. didn't have to talk about this for the purpose of this episode but you have literally carried on this conversation from the last episode to this one but we, uh, you're glad we that we recording? didn't have to bring it up, right? Are we recording? Yes. I thought I was just talking to you. I'm sorry. Girl, we started the next episode. <laughs> I thought we were friends and I could trust you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Delete this. No, you can trust me. You can trust me. No. There can't, the mic is always on. Actually, uh, I did an no, intro for the show. It's funny because like Jordan was literally like, it was literally, I think, a couple of days after she got done on the show. So she, yeah. she was like, what do you think about this? And then you were just nowhere to be found, but she and I yeah. were having a grand old time. And then the morning yeah. you were like, good morning, everybody. I, I looked at it. I saw where the conversation was going on. I was like, I'm way too tired. I'm going to fall asleep in the middle of it. So I'm not even going to start. It was so funny. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Um, I'm going to publish that in my uh, upcoming book called The Book of Text. Man, I really, man, that is a good idea for a book. I really wish I, I've had some epic text messages with people. There used to be something like, oh, what was it called? Like text from last night or something last night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. I used to love those because it was always like, yo, like I woke up next to a bowl, like a massive, like cooking bowl of Fruit Loops, but I didn't (laughs) And now it's just like water everywhere because I didn't have milk for my Fruit Loops in my big old (laughs) Yeah, those are really cute. I miss those. Yeah, those are fun. Now we just have those stupid <coughs> things I heard in LA or whatever it is. Oh, do you remember? It's not the stupid. It's kind of funny. Do you remember FML.com? Yes, yes, FML.com. Yes. <laughs> I miss those. Oh my god, those were so much fun. Oh, those were so much fun. But now if we you have had a bad stuff. day. You just go on that website. Yeah, but now we have subreddits where now they can get way more specific. My thing now is. Um, Am I the asshole? You follow that? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And every time somebody has to ask, am I the asshole? The answer is always yes. <laughs> you, you know what? But there's always someone that is obviously like has never stood up for themselves, has no self-respect. Mm-hmm. But for some reason or other, they finally find like some self-respect for themselves. And the last one I read was like a woman who was like, my parents have always been garbage with money. I just recently found out because of the stimulus, I wasn't getting my stimulus checks. And when I called the, uh, when I called and, and asked why I wasn't getting my stimulus checks, they were like, uh, there is a collection on you specifically. Not only are you not going to be getting your stimulus checks, but you're also not going to be getting your, um, your paychecks from your job. Ooh. 
turns out that her parents stole her identity, put like a crap ton of utilities in their name because the utilities wouldn't allow the parents to enter it into their name. Right. And now she's on the hook for all of these dollars. And then when she calls her parents up, like, what happened? They're like, you're being really ungrateful and you're not at all like, this is for family and you should be like happy to help us and whatnot. So then she was like, will I be the asshole if I call the cops? And basically throw my parents in jail oh, for fraud. They're 70, yeah. 63 years old. <laughs> and I was like, do it, do it now. But then other people are like, oh, that's rough. And I'm like, that no, that is rough. rough. Do it, do it now. Call the cops right now. Call them right now. They need to go to jail. Oh my God. Um, Tony, yeah. you wouldn't do that. Come but on. First off, my parents would at least have the decency to tell me they've stolen my identity, okay? Like <laughs> Belinda and Tony Sanchez are stand up folks. They would go ahead and let me know what their plans are. They wouldn't go ahead and just rack up years of debt in my name. How dare they? They probably have. I got to check on that. You know what? I'm going to make a phone call as soon as we're done here. Um, <laughs> you better check that credit report, girl. Are we talking about Fresh Prince? What are we doing here? What's we are. We're, uh, like, I guess we're trying to delay the inevitable. Let's do it. Let's do it. It should be a quick one because it should be a, it should be it should be a quick one. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to lead? I guess I can. no. You have all the notes in front of you. I already know you do. I know. I you do. Know. I do have all the notes. This is the worst. This was like trying to do I don't know a don't college know. outline at one in the morning and you had a six a.m. class. Like this is how this was for me. I was just procrastinating. I kept pausing the show. I was like, man. Uh-huh. I got to make up some crap, some fake enthusiasm. It was bad. NYPD means I will knock your punk ass down. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Pack of tropical fruit bubblicious and some Skittles. Let's talk about the episode. Someday your prince will be in effect. This is a two-part episode, and you know what? There's not much substance here, so we're gonna cover both in one episode. It is once again directed by Jeff Melman and written by John Bowman. Synopsis: The family heads to the mall to pick up costumes for Hillary's Halloween party, while Will and Carlton place a bet to see who can find a date for the party. Philip gets held up at a gadget store. Vivian sings in a record-a-song booth. Hillary forgets to take a hat off Ashley and walks out of the store with it. They get accused of theft. That is the synopsis from imdb.com. I don't, no clapping? Okay. Oh, She's that just was waiting. That was gorgeous. Are you going to go through the synopsis for part two, or you just want to talk just about going. the first one? Okay, go for it. We're just going through it. Okay. Right. So the show... I a nice usually in these shows would be a Vogue magazine. Uh, essence. Carlton and Will jab at each other for the rest of the banks walk into the living room talking about Hillary's Halloween party that she's having that day. Uncle Phil is not into the Halloween spirit. Boo. Also, this makes me really sad because Halloween's canceled this year, but um Aww. anyway. Uh, and he was refusing to wear a costume for the party. Will suggests that he puts on a wig and goes as Mr. T. 
I guess he does look a little bit like Mr. T, right? Uh, back then? Yes. Back, Mr. Yeah, T yeah back not then? now. <laughs> yes. Think about Mr. T. Like I say, he's lighter than Mr. T. Think I met that Mr. dude in real life. He's, he's Mr. He's T? I've met Mr. T in real life. My dad is never starstruck. My dad was starstruck, and apparently, I didn't know this about him, apparently Mr. T came to the national consciousness because of a strongman competition mm-hmm. on TV or something yeah. like that, uh, like a stuntman show or a strongman. And anyways, yeah. yeah, so that's why people knew him, and apparently that like inspired my dad. My dad used to be like a really like dedicated athlete when he was younger, so we met this dude actually on, um, what is that deli that's on uh, Ventura? Um, Arts Dale, I don't remember. Um, but we walked out and he was the nicest dude ever. He took pictures with us. He actually had, it's great, he had these keychains where they would have six little buttons with Mr. T catchphrases and he already had uh, autographed them. Oh my gosh. And so we took the picture and my dad was talking about, he's just like, oh man, I remember seeing you on this show and that and blah, blah, blah. I'd never seen my dad like actually gush Gage, like, yeah. like that. And it was so cute. And he was just the nicest guy, the nicest person ever. So, yeah, big up to Mr. T. Good choice. I'm sorry. Continue with the synopsis. No, we're done with the synopsis of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Or the recap. Let's go through the show. The recap. Yeah, man. Hillary then tells Will and Carlton that they're not invited because every time she throws a party, they hit on her friends. And now we know where this show's going. What kind of episodes do we hate, Tony? Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about with the um, the Fresh Prince gimmick. Mm-hmm. The whole Fresh Prince persona, right? Because before Will Smith became Fresh Prince, his professional stage name was Fresh Prince, right? The rapper. Mm-hmm. And it was, his music was very like partying and girls and parents just don't understand, right? So yeah. this whole girl crazy thing that seems to be sort of just a running theme for season one, it's because... They're trying to capitalize off the whole Fresh Prince persona. And it's just right. not the move, especially since we, in 2020, know that there are so many other better things for them to be doing. Um, and they eventually will get there. But it's just really rough sometimes to kind of have to revisit it. Mm-hmm. So Aunt Vib says that everyone in the family is invited and that she's sure that Will and Carlton already have dates. I don't know why she's so sure of this, but she seems pretty sure. Uh, so they obviously lie and say that they do. Hillary prompts a trip to the mall, which Aunt Viv finds that it's a great idea since they all need costumes. Uh, and I was just like, who? I've never known anyone in my entire life to get a costume at the mall. I just, no. Um, this really? Isn't a thing. Okay, so. She, she's from Florida, everybody. I am just from Florida, disclaimer. so that makes so much sense. But no, so. <laughs> in. Early millennia. So, early you know, millennia. spoiler alert, I went to college in the early millennia. That's how old I am. Anyways, so when you had those vacant, huge, like, stores, just because the state of malls in America just started really declining, and you just had these huge shops that were just empty because people just couldn't pay the rent anymore. They just decided to close it down. Um we actually had, like, the local mall. They would, like, open up costume shops. But, yeah, like, back then, I don't remember that. But definitely. But that was I when you were in college. Exactly. So, back then, I didn't really see that. But I have seen it. So. 
I don't know. I mean, yes, yeah. there's the occasional uh, Halloween store that opens up, but that's not the first place you go to. That's like maybe the third place. And I don't know, maybe they do it different here in California than we did it in the East Coast. But that's just my experience. Cause well, see, you know what it is, though? You're a, okay. So Magdalia is a cosplayer, right? And <laughs> <laughs> forgive me. So I, from what I've seen of your cosplays, you either fabricate them or you're buying them directly from a costume vendor, correct? No, I usually either, what'd you say? The, what was the first part? You're either fabricating <laughs> them, right? You're making Oh, yes. Them. Or I'm doing closet cosplay. I just get little pieces and, you know, accessorize. Right. So usually what I would do, just because I am plus size too, so that always tends to be a thing, finding plus size costumes isn't really successful a lot of times. Um, so what I would do, no joke, uh, once I left my mother's home and I didn't have my mother who would literally custom make me Halloween costumes every year, God bless that woman, um, <laughs> I would have to go find a dress. I'd have to find an outfit and kind of build a costume out from there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was really spoiled as a child. My mother, like... She made me fantastic. I'm going to have to show you like a little photo gallery, but she would make me and my other three siblings our own custom costumes every single year. That's awesome. I love that. And somebody's blowing up your phone, man. Like I'm not Not calling you a man, but just like saying man. I know. Like I'm not here right now. Don't talk to me. Okay. Yeah, Rob. Talking about Will Smith. Get out of here. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. So they're going to the mall. The mall. Yes the mall just because we need a, a setting so that everyone can go to separate ways and not have the yeah <laughs> so hillary yeah he, she probably the trips in the mall uncle phil is still not convinced about wearing a costume he just does not want to do it but he goes anyway so everyone gathers at this mall and this honestly looks like it's at burbank mall or something or something on mm-hmm. the west side of the yeah this just does not scream a mall on the west side or in bel-air and immediately we see Will like catcalling a couple mm-hmm. women as mm-hmm. as soon as they as soon as they arrive there. So at this point, it's overly obnoxious. Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv tell everyone to meet back at the car at 5 p.m., which should be plenty of time to find a costume. So Will and Carlton pair off, Ashley and Hillary pair off, but Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil go their separate ways. Carlton and Will decide to stop for food before they start fishing for dates. And here we meet Cindy. Uh, what was the place called? It's like Croissant Always or something. Something like that, yeah. A croissant place at the mall next to the Halloween costume store. I mean, I love croissant, so I'm not mad about it at all. No, but, you know, now that's unfortunately not a real thing that I've ever seen. No, but we can't pay the licensing for Auntie Anne's pretzel shop, so oh. we're just going to create. <laughs> I think gonna... out here it's like Wetzel's pretzels. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, that's the thing here. Hmm. So, which is not superior anyway. <laughs> they ask who she thinks is more handsome. I wish they would just leave these poor women alone. <laughs> she bypasses the question. She's like, can I take your order? <laughs> which is the total answer I would have done. Uh, Carlton orders a goat cheese and prosciutto croissant, uh, and Will's like, can I get some ribs? <laughs> or what is that? Can I, y'all have some ribs? Uh, I, I felt like that was a funny line. She just rolls her eyes and walks away. <laughs> so Hillary and Ashley make their way into one of the stores in the mall where Ashley claims that they won't find a ballerina costume there. And she keeps, she keeps talking about this ballerina costume, but I swear... 
that in that episode where Will pawns her, pawns her violin, she took ballet. Like, am I imagining this? Do you remember this? Ashley? Yeah, when she took, she had that, Uh remember she had that calendar and she was like, well, on Mondays I got this thing and Tuesdays I have like ballet and Wednesdays is violin. Yeah, it was the last joke in the, because it was the whole thing about her not wanting to play the violin anymore. And then Viv says, well, she doesn't want to do anything, these things anymore. And she's like, great, I hate ballet. And her mom is being, you know, is a dancer. She's like, Ashley, no, honey, please don't. And then that's kind of like the last little stinging, the, the last the last joke of that episode. Yeah. Um, okay, that's what yes, I thought. I'm not imagining it, yes. Uh, I, I, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like this episode, the writer never saw an episode of Fresh Prince because there's, <laughs> there's multiple instances of this. Um, where number one, she would have a ballerina outfit already. And number two, she would totally not want to go as a ballerina as a Halloween costume. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ashley learns that she's going to have to suffer a very long shopping trip because Hillary wants to go as a runway model and needs no less than five outfits. And I actually like this Halloween costume idea and I might do it one year. Yes. Because that's just the way, Have you ever? have you ever just had this dilemma of, I remember when I was younger, it was really, it was more tough for me than now, but I'm like, what am I going to be for Halloween? I really want to be these five different things and I can't make a decision. Um, when my mother was making me my costumes, no, because I was always like super pumped about it. So I was like, we're going to wear the hell out of this thing and multiple times. (laughs) But yeah, once I got older, uh, especially in high school and especially college, like I went nuts at costume parties. I hosted a lot of costume parties myself. So I, I always had like a few like easy, you know, just costumes that were just constantly on deck, something that you could always like throw on. Like, um, Mm -hmm. I think my witch costume was probably just like a black dress with like a full cape and a hat, you know, and just cause it was a pretty easy thing to put together. But yeah, I had a lot of those. And then sometimes they would be sort of, you know, oh, this year will be the thing. And then like, I'm over it. And then it would just kind of, yeah. So I definitely have had that where I've had multiple. Right. So she just wants to wear like five designer outfits. Yes. Uncle Phil finds himself in a, as seen on TV, Brookstone kind of a store Mm -hmm. uh, is what I think it is. And he becomes enamored with some of the gadgets displayed. For some reason, we are taken to this long-winded flashback. He looks, he, he's looking at, I forgot the official word for it, but it's one of those soundscape machines. Yeah. Where you can have white oh, noise. Those, the white noise machines, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the ocean or thunderstorm. And I forgot, I forgot about this episode. I forgot about it. I did not realize this was a clip show. <laughs> right. And fine, you know what? No, not at this point. Not at this point. I'm like, fine. They want to do one flashback, whatever. Um, And what was the flashback of? Oh, when they did the drumming, the the pawn shop Mm -hmm. episode that we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it goes, it starts. um, He has the headache. He's on the couch. He's like, Jeffrey, I need aspirin. Or what is that noise? Jeffrey's like, it's Master Will. So he goes upstairs, sees them drumming fine right you think Uh that's where it's gonna stop that's where it should have stopped because that was the whole point of prompting this but no it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going it does oh it's it's finished no wait uh, uh, another minute it keeps going (laughs) 
It literally keeps going until after Will's done that dancing part and Ashley laughs. And I believe this was like a natural commercial break for them because uh-huh. it like made it to black. I was like, they seriously put a three to four minute scene and it might have been two to three into the middle of this episode. Talk uh-huh. about filler. What did you think about that? I completely forgot that any other show other than the Golden Girls used to do this. Now, thinking back on it, it makes sense, right? But yes. honest to God, the only time, because the Golden Girls did it a lot, right? But it was always kind of something that was, um, the structure was better in the Golden mm-hmm. Girls, from what I remember. Because it would usually just be a thing where it's like, uh, oh, no, girls, we're in because it's a rainstorm. We can't go anywhere. So then they end up just sticking around in the house, uh, eating a cheesecake in the kitchen, but that's a normal thing for those girls to be doing. And then they're kind of just talking about stories, which is what they do in a normal episode usually anyways, right? The hijinky, you know, episodes tend to be like, those are the memorable ones, but those aren't like the usual. It's already pre-established that this is a yeah. normal thing to be doing. And then again, when you're talking about how the clip just keeps on going and going mm-hmm. and going. And then I remember, especially the reason why those Golden Girl uh, recap episodes usually tend to be better is just because they really try to kind of get the most entertaining ones and they try to click them down as, as, as short as possible. So that way you aren't just basically reliving. And especially, I don't think that they really start doing those recap episodes until they're like at the third season, maybe yes. fourth season. So I think the other reason why we're also kind of like exasperated with it is because it's the seventh episode. It is the seventh. It is way too early. (laughs) You don't. You guys don't have enough of your sitcom (laughs) to be doing a clip show. (laughs) It's way too early. Way too early. Way too early. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah. So so, yeah, wasn't a fan. Wasn't not a fan of it. No, I, I I thought. I forgot. Even at this point, I was like, okay, there was there's one flashback and you know, it's it's very long winded. I'm kind of annoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's the end. So Anfib is looking for the Banana Republic store, which she hilariously describes that. I think she says it's the store with the safari clothes and produce. Mm-hmm. And and the guy at the karaoke booth is like, or the recording booth is like, Oh, that's the Banana Republic. <laughs> and I guess I can't remember Banana Republic that well. I do. Safari clothes? I guess maybe they're all khaki wear. So, oh, God. So, see, see, you're so much younger than I am. Um, No, I'm not. (laughs) Okay, so do you remember when um, White House Black Market, when it would only be white clothes and black clothes? You don't remember these shops? I mean, they still exist, like White House Black Market. Not. Okay. Well, anyways, there used to be this string of shops that would literally kind of like really be dedicated to the theming about, you know, of the, the, the shop name, right? So White House, Black Market, it used to be two separate stores where White House only sold white clothing, Black Market only sold black clothing. They then combined. Now it's the White House, Black Market. Uh, Banana Republic, they used to be huge into khaki. They used to be huge into that whole, like, again, the safari look. And it's because, I mean, it's an unfortunate name. That isn't, that is a problematic name, but (laughs) yeah, they used to be really, really into that. But now if you go into a banana Republic, it just kind of looks like a J crew. Like it's just sweaters and slacks and yeah. I mean, uh, do they even exist anymore? It exists, but it's like, I think Gap owns them now. So it's Mm. like, Gap. uh, uh, let's see, Gap, um, 
banana Republican, Old Navy. Or and Gap Navy. Kids. Right. So that's and Old Navy, Navy Kids. So it's supposed to be Old Navy is their casual brand. Uh, Gap is their mid-level brand. And then Banana Republic is supposed to be their fancy and tailor work business casual sort of like. That's where you go whenever you got like, you know, a fancy work meeting that you actually have right. to work presentable in, you know, like, oh, I got to go buy slacks. I better buy these $120 slacks, uh, even though you can just go to Target. Um, Our mall expert, everyone. <laughs> Give her a hand. I'm, I'm very much a mall rat. <laughs> you're just, you're teaching me all about the mall. I'm like, I know, well, but it's just that. such a funny thing because it's like the, the safari thing. I knew exactly what she was talking about. And the guys like Banana Republic, I was like, oh God, that's right. They used to just be really dedicated to that theme. It just used to be like a lot, like animal prints, khakis, a couple of like denim pieces here and there. It wasn't definitely. I mean, you know, Express and J. Crew and all that. They yeah. kind of, they're, they're kind of the same thing. It's sweaters, it's slacks, it's dresses. Very white bread clothes. Right, you know. Thing. Every kind of upper clothes. west side Connecticut right. crowd clothes. But yeah, back then, oh, they loved a thing. They loved a thing. It was so cute. Um, I actually, you mentioned that you forgot that this episode existed. No, I forgot like it was, a, it was ultimately a clip show. Okay. Like, so, even after that first, like, uh, flashback, I was like, okay, I, I didn't expect it to be so many. Okay. Because so, it's been forever. I'm going to let you get to the next part about where Aunt Viv goes to. So, go go ahead. Where does Aunt Viv go? Okay, wait. For, but for some reason, this whole thing, like, with the sales pitch and, and Aunt Viv getting drawn into this recording booth, it reminded me of Jezzer. <laughs> I Jezzer. can totally see us being at the mall. Uh-huh. And we're passing this recording booth, and someone right. says to Jesse, you want to record a song? I don't know, because you're the first person who, I like your speaking voice, <laughs> people that can, can record a professional-sounding record, and Jesse totally buying into it. I mean, let's be real. The only reason that we go to karaoke as much as we do is because we have a friend named Jesse with an excellent singing voice. Let's yes. be real. Yes. He's like, it's a Jesse concert. He's a rock star. Girls want to get lap dances from him. He declines, <laughs> runs off the stage. You know, it's a whole thing. He hates when I tell that story. And I'm just telling it to every one of our listeners. Um, but I forgot literally everything about this episode except mm-hmm. for this. I have very vivid memories of... Oh, Roland? <laughs> Aunt Viv? Yeah. Any, any of the Aunt Viv singing. Right. Because I remember watching this episode. Like, I watched the Aunt Viv thing happen as a kid, right? I don't remember anything else about this episode. So when this episode actually started happening, I did the same thing you did. I was like, is this a clip show? Is this, have I mistakenly clicked on another episode? Um, Yeah. So I, I I think it speaks to the fact that the only thing that I think I'm going to love about this episode is probably the Aunt Viv parts. No, exactly. If there is (laughs) one thing I absolutely positively with all of my might, with every breath that I take with passion, if there's one thing I hate in television, the biggest trope of all, it's clip shows. I skip them every single time. And especially in the world of binging, no, don't do it. I don't mm-hmm. think so. No. The Fresh Podcast of LA is sponsored by Rat House Productions. They do have a full podcast studio available for rental and producing. So if you ever wanted to start podcasting, but you don't have the equipment, for a low price, you can have a full podcast setup at your leisure. We are also sponsored by Grinding Coffee Company. Grinding Coffee Company is a black LGBTQ plus affiliated and owned 
coffee business that is aimed at providing coffee to gamers, podcasters, and streamers. They serve high-quality premium coffee to customers around the world with flavors such as Mexican chocolate, Cinnabon, and pumpkin spice. 50% of the proceeds from all company-branded merchandise are directly donated towards a charity of their choice that is in need. Their passion is giving back to those in need, just like we once were. For 13% off your order, please use the code MiggySpicy. And again, you can go to GrindingCoffeeCo.com. That's GrindingCoffeeCo.com to order. I think clip shows were aired, I think it was for November sweeps. I mm. think it was for that because, you know, you had the whole summer summer hiatus. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I don't know, for some reason, like... I don't know. Or maybe it was just after November sweeps. I don't know. But I know there there used to be a formulaic, formulaic place for them to put clip shows in. Right. But I hate them. I, I even hated them back then when there was no binging and there was summer breaks and there was November sweeps and, and May sweeps. Ah! Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. Right. I, hate it. I even hate it in The Office, which is like my favorite sitcom. I hate it. I will say this, though, because when you bring up clips, again, I don't mind them in the Golden Girls, but I also notice that in the Golden Girls, sometimes mm. there's new clips that are recorded for mm. the clip show. So that way they don't have to write an entire episode. They just write a scene that they can then introduce in mm. a clip show as part of, you know, pulling other previously recorded uh, scenes from previous episodes. Yeah. Um, but again, it's because they have, by the time you get to a clip show, you're you're like what sixty or so episodes in. We're on episode seven. There's just We're no way to make seven. a clip show so early into the entire run of the show be interesting. It just it, it it's impossible. There and has to be a story. There has to be a story. Like I don't know, there was a mini writer strike, or somebody <laughs> was indisposed, or maybe Will was indisposed for a bit. I don't know. There has to be a story as to why this decision was made. I think it was maybe an experiment to see what it was like if you got them out of the usual sets. You got them out of the house. You got them out of the country club. They're not at the school. And what, they had one day at the mall? Right. And if you're like, well, we've booked the mall so we can literally shoot just these little interstitial scenes that we need, you know, to surround these clips. uh, Yeah, it might have just been an experiment of, like, how it goes, what you can do. Um, But it doesn't work. It just doesn't. It doesn't, and and honestly, like most of this stuff, and we, I don't, we don't know like how much was actually filmed in the mall, but the way they framed a lot of these stores, it's, it could have been on a soundstage, and we wouldn't have been none right. the wiser. Right, or it's uh, just a set, you know, it's just a mall right. set, right? So if it's just the cheapest option that you can find, and you're like, oh, let's just all take things. Why would they be at the mall? A party? What kind of party? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's around Halloween time, right? So it just kind of yeah. like. If you have just one convenient reason to put there, then it's just a bunch of other reasons that you think are a good idea. But once you put them all together, it's like none of this really makes sense. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's too jarring. So uh, Carlton and Will are fishing for women around the house. And I feel like I'm picking on Jezzer, but this also reminded me of him. Carlton's <laughs> game at the stationery store. <laughs> oh, with the pen? With the pen. And being like, let me check out this pen and let me try to flirt, but kind of back down uh, towards the end of it. And then she's like, this is a $300 pen. And he just squirts her with the the ink and surprise, which I don't think they would. He would ever like 
blink an eye at. Who, Jezzer or Carlton? Uh, Carlton. Maybe <laughs> Jezzer, too. <laughs> if the pen was, like, saying the Power Rangers tune or something. <laughs> Maybe. Um, oh, you're saying that the price of the pen. Yeah. But, okay. Um, you kind of WTF that. I'm like, come on, dude. You grew up in Bel Air. I'm, sure, right. I'm sure you've seen or heard of $300 pens. Yeah, it just seems like, okay, well, we've already done the numbers where basically everything that's mentioned in the show, if you inflate it now, it's twice as much now. So that's essentially a $600 pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, that's a weird thing. And I think, again, it's for the gag, right? Right, it's, it's for the done. gag. But it would have been better if it was Will. Right. Will right. would have been better for that scene. That would have worked because then it's like, okay, that is a reason for, you know, obviously someone who's not used to just dropping $600 on a pen. By the way, nobody has used those kinds of pens like literally <laughs> in decades, but they keep on popping up just for this gag, right? Even fountain yeah. pens, like they figured out cartridges definitely by 1990, but this oh, whole yeah. like, uh, it's basically a lever, right? Where you're supposed to like essentially like, draw the ink into this sort of like sponge cartridge within the the actual pen right mm-hmm. uh, that hasn't been around in years and it's just such a thing I'm just always so I used to be a huge calligraphy nerd in in middle school so oh, it's just I'm always cool. so aware of the fact that this is just a gag that exists specifically for this reason alone like mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's like whenever you see people like snap like suspenders and it's like that dude's wearing a belt. There's no reason for the suspenders to be there. You just want the gag of snapping the suspenders. It's just a weird anachronism, but yeah, Urkel. So yeah. I got really excited this next part here. Sam Goody. Mm. Sam freaking mm. Goody. Mm. Rest in peace, Sam Goody. Sam Goody for your entertainment, uh, Virgin yes. Megastore. Uh, what was the other one that we always saw in the mall? Power, um, oh, not Tower Records. Fan, no. Um, oh, God. There were there used to be so many. Just like little I think shop. the big one was like Sam Goody and I don't know if it was FYE. Or... I remember FYE. I remember, yeah, I just, God, I remember when it used to be a thing when I had like three different record shops. Like if one store didn't have something, I knew for certain mm-hmm. the other one would. And then when they just slowly started being replaced by that CD uh, section in Best Buy, and then slowly <laughs> I and Barnes and Noble. Through. Yeah, and then it's just like, oh, the end of of actual physical music. Oh, so sad. So sad indeed. Uh, but anyway, so the Rap Sensation Group, we are back. They're actually not <laughs> rapping, but they're dancing in front of this music <laughs> store. It's the whole event. The small is ginormous. Will thinks he can attract this one woman that he sets his sights on her his sights on because she's like oh I and I'm with her I'm like she's like oh I love man man dancers I think they're sexy anyway he's just like oh baby and then he just jumps on stage and pushes all the guys back and I'm like where are these people's security seriously um, uh, yeah yeah so it's anyway goofy. it's a it's goofy, goofy gag like it's everything goofy. most of the things in this in this episode right. Uh, back at Brookstone, Uncle Phil gets duped into buying a product that tells you when you're running low on pencils. And I mean, come on. Come on. This is funny, too, because, you know, Uncle Phil's a very smart man. He's very logical. But just like most of our, us, you know, not technophobes, but, you know, people who like that kind of stuff, 
Mm-hmm. We get roped in. I'll go to Brookstone, yeah. and I'm, oh, I'm just God, like, yeah. I would totally drop three hundred dollars on this on this thing that's gonna massage my thighs or whatever. Right. Give me some sensation. <laughs> or I don't the, know. The, the massage. Why? Or inevitably, there's always an entire row of massage chairs, and I'm like, I've never seen anybody walk out of a mall with a whole <laughs> massage chair. But apparently, Brookstone is doing like, well enough that they can still keep. <laughs> Like a whole row of them just ready to go. I, I would drop yeah. three grand on one like in any given day. When they do the, oh my gosh, and it puts you up in the air and it squeezes your forearms. Whew, okay, I'm having a moment. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but this, um, this yeah. is ridiculous. He's like, he buys it. He's like, you're, you're running low on pencils. You can't see you only have three pencils left. You need some, something to tell you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you, but the, remember the original product he was trying to sell him, which is funny because we have that now, which is what's, something you actually bought me. What's that? Oh yes, yes. So yes. it was a, it was a, like a, a keychain that's attached to his keys. <laughs> then if he misplaces the keys, he's got a little remote. Then he presses the remote, and mm-hmm. it gives the the keychain gives off like a sonar a sonar code or whatever a tone. Yes. And then, but if he loses the remote, he's got the other remote that right. finds the original remote. And then you grab the original remote and then you try to find your keys. <laughs> well, we have that now. It's called the tile. And yes. it's really awful for me because I lost my keys at work a few weeks ago. Yeah. We we're all trying to leave. It was almost 10 o'clock at night and I was in Van Nuys in an alleyway. I was like, damn, couldn't find my keys. So, no, so Magdalia actually tried to give me $20 for, <laughs> always tries to do this. And I'm like, this is not, I'm not, I'm not your I paid her what I would have paid for an Uber. Uber. No, I'm not your Uber. I'm your friend. You're going to oh accept God. this favor and you're going to feel bad about it like a normal friend does. Okay. But Thank she still you. gave me $20. So I was like, I'm going to reinvest this. So I immediately <laughs> to Amazon and I'm like, I, and, and it wasn't even meant to be shady because I genuinely love my tile. I genuinely like, I, I have one for my wallet. I have one for my keys. Um, yeah. So enjoy that. I hope, I hope that it's brought you joy the way that mine do. So it brought me joy, laughter. It wasn't even, it wasn't an Amazon package. There was no note. And I was like, there is a very small list of, su- list of suspects. It's either my boss or my boss's boss. Or my friend Tony. Yes. Because there's only three people in the morning who knew that I had lost my keys at work. And I never got to leave the, live that down. Everybody was out from then on. I was like, you got your keys? I'm like, shut the hell up. <laughs> it's a convenient thing. So, yeah, I'm not mad about uh, Uncle Phil buying a tile. The man was ahead of his time. Ahead of his I don't time. think he bought the tile, though. He bought the pencil. He bought the pencil thing. The pencil Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's still cool, too. I'm not mad about that. That is not cool. Number one, who uses pencils? What kind of grown-up uses pencils? I use pencils. Oh, okay. I, I do. <laughs> They're beautiful. No, pencils are lame. No. Once, no. I hated it. I've always that's hated pencil pencils. Hate. I don't know why, but I've always hated pencils. Did you always get the ones where they would always, like, squeak on the paper? Uh, wasn't it the mechanical pencils that that? No, it used to be like this weird thing where like they were the made in China, um, like the ones that would be stamped with made in China and big black letters like on the mm. pencil that always like I would hate them just because they would squeak and they would Probably vibrate in your hand. Yeah. And it just was like, I can't write with this. Like, I'm going to no, yeah. that's 
that that's that's psychological torture. The combination um, of like the school issued pencils and the school issued paper you get from the ones you bought from the store. Yeah. And like if the feel of my paper was wrong, I'd be I'd be just squeamish the entire time. Like right. I can't I can't do my work. I can't touch this. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I, I throw out pens if I'm like, nope, never gonna touch that again. Yeah. I, I do I do that on I do that constantly. So the erasers your paper be so dirty. That's another thing. I had to erase all the time in math and my paper would be gross. See, maybe Uncle Phil Uncle Phil feels the same way that we do and he just wanted the security of knowing how many pencils he had because he's very particular about his writing utensils. Maybe. Do you think it only keeps track of pencils? This is a very long conversation. <laughs> Ooh, like could you fake it out with a pen and would it be like Yeah, oh, would it break if you put a pen? Is the warranty voided? <laughs> You put a pen in here, sir. I'm sorry. Your one-year warranty is done. Get that out of here. Get that pen out of here. Get that pen out of there. Pencil-only environment. Get that out of here. <laughs> okay, so um, he finally leaves the uh, the, the store mm-hmm. uh, after buying the pencil contraption. Right. And Aunt Viv is really into the recording session in the middle of the mall. She attracts some no-rhythm strangers to watch her sing. Mm-hmm. No rhythm going on. No. So I don't. I don't know. I, I guess either some speakers were coming out from somewhere, or that booth isn't as soundproof as it should be. But they I can remember, hear her. I remember when this used to be a thing where you. Yeah, no, that wasn't. I know we're talking about that wasn't that long ago. That's a no. new thing. No, no, no. I remember when these booths, when you could like step in and like record something, and people yeah. on the outside could hear you. So I don't know if this is like necessarily like so far of a stretch, but yeah, I definitely, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think it's as much of a stretch either, but there's nothing that indicates that they should be able to hear, right? Because if you're recording, if you're recording music, like your booth has to be soundproof. It's got to be tight. Okay. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a mall recording booth. It's not like <laughs> this is. No, Tony, it doesn't matter. Some people. This isn't the professional car. recording booth that's set up in your pal's like bedroom closet with the soundproofing. Like, you know, like I, I just think that it's. I remember this. I remember when you could like, oh, what's that? And even when they used to, um, oh God, what was it? It used to be those little messages. You could record a message, uh, in like a little mall booth, like a little like kiosk. Yeah. And then you would, like, input, like, somebody's uh, email address. And then you could, like, send it to Like, you're going to send a birthday message. But then it just kind of became obsolete once, you know. Tony, I think you're talking or... about 2014. I'm talking, like, probably talking about 2003. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. I don't remember that. This is 1990. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like, that, like, that used to be a thing. in 2013. Yeah. yeah. 2013 is not back in the day. That was seven years ago. I'm talking about like 2003, like before cell phones could actually do anything more than actually like before touch screens. Let's put it that way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll put it that way. Okay. Like back uh, in the eraser time. Okay. So let's be clear about like what period we're talking about. I don't, maybe your mall was different than my mall. It definitely was. It was in Florida. It definitely was different. And I hated going to the mall anyway. I'd be like, I hate trying on clothes. My body is just different sizes that's not true at all oh my god my god okay we're gonna go shopping one day anyways continue with (laughs) the episode no unless it's for halloween costumes okay sorry i'm not gonna mourn halloween right now uh let's see oh okay we're back to our clip show 
So Hillary goes into the store and she has this friend who's her, or the sales rep who's her friend. And she's like, I saved you all this stuff right here. And it's a whole corner of a store. <laughs> and then the Hillary like tells her this story about how Will showed up in his like janky formal wear from the pilot episode. Yes. Again, very, a very long scene. Very doesn't long. know when to end. It goes all the way from when he walks in so he does that. No, until is it till after Ashley does that prayer? Yes. That prayer. Oh, until after that. So I mean, it's oh like a seven-minute clip. It's, it's like non-stop. an entire third of that pilot. Yeah. <laughs> because this episode is only twenty, maybe four minutes long, and I think I, I've counted minutes that of camp, But literally, it's like the bulk of that pilot episode, which is that dinner. Yeah. scene yeah so it's the entire dinner scene essentially yes um so after she tells that story hillary and ashley attempt to leave the store but the theft detector goes off and security stops them ashley accidentally walked out with the derby still in her head that she got from hillary I, this isn't the same store though right it's a different store mm. i was confused i wouldn't be surprised if they like filmed uh yeah, with a different setup for that exit shot because, yeah, mm-hmm. that does look different. It does look a little different. Uh, but it's kind of difficult to see because when they enter that shop, the camera is set inside the shop, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there's no way of really telling. But the fact that it's, like, noticeable enough is just kind of like, all right, okay. Again, this this whole episode just kind of feels weird and lazy, and it's, like, the only thing that's really awesome and cool is the Aunt Viv scenes just because mm. – my God, she is selling it, and she is she selling. Is selling it. <laughs> she is selling it. This would this would actually be me at the at the mom. Like, oh, I'm gonna do something fun, like get on the merry-go-round for eight you hours. You used to be able to do cool things at the mall. Like, yes. you could do glamour shots. You and your friends. Could glamour do- shots. Yeah. Like stupid amount of money to like put way too much blush on your face and you have <laughs> another boa wrapped around you and you would lean against the column and like the Vaseline filter would be placed over the camera. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm so gorgeous. I've never been more gorgeous than I am now. Put, and I never will be. Put your fist right up underneath your chin and <laughs> yes. just turn your head to the yes. right. Yes. Yes. You're a model, baby. Yes. You're like a 13-year-old whore. <laughs> and then it was like, this is before like, uh, what is that Facetune and all these like yeah, yeah so the only opportunity you ever had to have like fo- you know filter. Your, your photos like touched up was yeah. glamour shots and it was like the coolest thing ever um, glamour shots and it was just like wow my skin has never looked so good it will never look like this ever again but I'm so glad I paid such a stupid amount of money for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you it was with your friends yeah oh my gosh it was yeah I remember doing that and it was fun but yeah I do remember when you could actually just have like the mall just wasn't shops where you could go in and do like for vendors on yeah the side like of the shops yeah amusing things and there would be like cute little you know things for you to do and now it just seems like yeah unless you're like in a huge major mall that has managed to like you know survive through the mall purge of the mm-hmm. late 90s and millennium like yeah it's just it's just shops now it's just shops which is the ad so aunt viv is getting her tina turner on with the huge crowd now dancing along with her concert performance yes and then uh, i know this is the most memorable part no mem- i don't know memorable why do i keep i always say that 
I think you're quoting the little baby Dory and Dory. <laughs> I am not quoting yeah, she, Dory. Because she, she says, my name is Dory. I have short-term bimbembery loss. Because she's Memorable. a baby. I don't know why. I, I, my name is Dory. I have short-term bimbembery loss. And that's what you, <laughs> you're quoting baby Dory. I'm not quoting baby Dory. I don't know why I add that extra syllable. Memorable. Memorable. Mem- my memory loss, yes. <laughs> my I memory love- loss. <laughs> anyway, I'm saying my memorable, my memorable moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't saying that, but that's a good recovery. Anyway, it was the most memorable moment out of this whole episode that I always remember. And she got the moves, man. The footwork, the passion, the singing, the throwing the head back. Like... Beyonce ain't got nothing on Aunt Viv, okay? Anyway. Uh, let's see. So Uncle Phil breaks up the crowd. It's like, Vivian! Vivian! <laughs> and then, um, let's see. Oh, okay, we're at the end of the episode. So Yay. There's a, yeah, there's a montage of Will and Carlton trying to hit on various women with girls ain't nothing but trouble ironically playing in the background. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what a song choice this is. Again, they're trying to capitalize off the whole. It's difficult for us to remember Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, the rapper, right? Yeah. He wasn't even Will Smith. The whole reason that people even know him as Will Smith is because of this show. Up until that point, he was. It was Fresh Prince and, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. That was the mm-hmm. you know, that was the stage name. So it's really back then. I'm sure this would have made sense, right? It's like, yeah, the show about the kid who raps, and it, or, of course, it's his song, right? Yeah. And now it's just sort of like what? Oh, I guess, yeah, that is his song. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> it's just kind of like, because it's just such a dissonance between how we know him now as, like, the superstar, the actor, and even when we do get his music, you know, when he starts making music, like, in the 90s and in the millennium, it's different from what he, you know, from the Fresh Prince, you know, because then he really, he's even performing music then as Will Smith, never again as Fresh Prince. Right. So it's just, yeah, there is a complete and total dissonance there. Um, so this part, I, I was cracking up at this part. I don't know why, but sometimes you just have to look at the extras in these episodes because they're <laughs> doing the most. They're they're doing the most. Some of them, like, they can't act or they they're acting too much. Moment. Yes, they want their moment. They want to be plucked from yes. the extras pool. And, hey, I'm going to give you a show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, who did you notice? So when Will's trying to run up the wrong way up the escalator, it's just like this, this big guy hands on both of the railings, which is number one gross. Don't don't touch those things. Ah, Jeremy, COVID. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> he just does not make any attempt to move, and Will's just like going side to side trying to squeeze him, and this guy's just like his in his face is like, I don't know what you want me to do, buddy. I mean, you didn't even try to turn to the side or anything. I, I really he's going up the wrong way, but I, and this is probably the reaction they wanted out of me because I did crack up. I was laughing <laughs> just because okay. I, I thought that this extra was doing the most. Right. <laughs> um, it would have been, I don't, I don't know. I just, why he didn't move. Like I, th- I thought it could be fun. It could be funny if, you know, Will tried to squeeze by him and he just, he just couldn't because there was no, I don't know. Okay. Maybe I analyze that too much. No, not at all. <laughs> what we're here for, isn't it? Um, 
So part one of the episode ends with both of the guys reaching a woman that they spotted across the mall at the same time. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And that is the end of part one. It was it was an interesting montage. It was even objectively. I'm not even speaking to this as a woman who mm-hmm. has been harassed like this and is annoyed by thing by behavior like this. I'm just looking at it as a storytelling device as well. Right. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of corny. And maybe that's, you know, me speaking as a woman in 2020 and not as a girl who was, I mean, I wasn't watching this when I was two years old, but I was probably watching this when I was like 10 years old. And I was just like, you know, whatever. Well, I didn't really think anything silly. of it. Silly. It's meant to be slapsticky, right? It's meant to be goofy. And like, again, it, He's supposed to be playing, like, I think a 16, 17-year-old kid at this point. He's yes. supposed to be girl crazy. Yeah, Carlton. Yeah. That whole Fresh Prince persona. Like, it's just supposed to be a silly, goofy thing. But then it's just kind of like, mm, I don't know. There's just never really a whole lot of opportunity for, like, them to come up with extremely clever jokes. Like, we've already had really memorable moments happen mm-hmm. in this show already. Right. And they have nothing to do with them being girl crazy, with right. them chasing after a girl. The opportunities for, like, the really awesome classic comedy that definitely has lasted to 2020, that's never when they're chasing after these girls. So whenever mm-hmm. we get to these plots, it's just sort of like, all right, we already know from the get that this is not going to be you know, one of the Fresh Prince episodes for the ages, right? If there is Mm -hmm. such a thing, and there is such a thing. Um, It's just, yeah, it's a filler episode. And not only that, but it's a filler episode with filler and recaps and clips. And the only thing, I I realize now the reason why we like that Aunt Viv thing is because it's the only thing that's like an actual dedicated new scene. Everything else just is like, people walking into shops people doing like a you know a 10 line uh joke right it's mm-hmm. like we also learned something new about stuff. her you know right. it's a new fun fact about the character right who's usually so reserved exactly and it's like we already know that hillary loves to shop we already know mm-hmm. that uncle phil is annoyed with will we already know that carlton does not have the best luck with women there's nothing new there it's just kind of like mm-hmm. all right so we're recycling setups and punchlines Right, and Ashley's just there to be there, and, you know, either they want to make her her own independent woman, or they want to make her the girl the thing. Right. It's like over station, I'm trying for, I don't know, his masculinity, and maybe this is where we need a guy's point of view, is like, is this doing too much, or is this really what a 16, 17-year-old boy experiences? With, right. you know, a hyper, hyper, you know, sexualized mind, um, you to know. To me, it's a cartoon, you know, even when like Tom and Jerry cartoons where it's like whenever you introduce the cute little female cat or Pepe Le Pew, whenever he's trying to, trying to kiss all over that cat that he thinks is a skunk. It's like, it reads as a cartoon to oh, me. Oh, this whole, as the whole two-parter does read as a cartoon. And we get even really into that, uh, into that world later on towards the end of part two, which is it's pretty nutty. Right. But it's like, so it puts the whole entire first part of the first season out of whack. There's no mm-hmm. real direction to it. Because like you said, a lot of the beginning episodes, they were really strong and strong character motivations and was well-rounded with issues. You know, we had parental issues and race issues and class issues already. 
So now I guess they felt like a little bit more comfortable in their stride that they can do something a little bit more silly. But I feel like this is a role that that is now relegated to supporting characters that who, where their only motivation is to, to get women or whatever. Because now right. we see that in sitcoms. It's always the side character, the comic relief always doing that. It's never the main character who we're supposed to sympathize with. Right. This is would be like the Barney Stinson and How I Met Your Mother. This is the like, Joey the and Todd Friends. And Scrubs, yep. Right. Yeah, so this is always yeah, you're right. This would be or Family Guy, that other that that Oh, um Quagmire. Yes, Quagmire. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it reads as a cartoon. It's goofy, it's silly. Yeah. It's I'm not offended even as a woman in 2020. I think I'm just more like I it's know for a fact the show gets better and the fact that we have to mm-hmm. get through this in order to get to those points is just kind of like <sighs> All right. For the and podcast. We're For coming podcast. off of and we're coming off of the the Deaf Poet episode too. And I think following this episode up with that was just a little too much, especially right. because it's a two parter with that episode that just happened. I mean, we got the luxury of having a, a month break because we did that to ourselves. But when we were watching this in real time, that was the very next episode. That was the very next week. Uh-uh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we're going to just roll over to part two here because, again, this, this should go quicker than the first part. <clears throat> so we learn that this woman is named Melinda. And they're just, they're just you know, flanking her on either side. And for some reason, she wants to entertain this these, the, these two guys. And she looks way older than those two do. So right. anyway, <laughs> we're back to the clip episode where Will tells the story of how he met Mama Banks. And then he tries to look sympathetic. like, And and Melinda's like, oh, you played cards with her, with your grandmom. Oh, really? And then Carlton's like, well, let me tell you about the time Will snuck in my backseat going to Palm Springs. So then we have a whole... The recap from that episode. Whole recap from that episode. The Palm Springs with them getting pulled over by the cop. Then, uh, what was the third one? Okay, then Will counters that with the same episode of when they were in jail and he was trying to to calm Carlton down. <laughs> so we have that little bit. That little bit is, is funny because that clip always just makes me laugh. Let so. my people go. Yes. <laughs> then he turns what around. Name? What's the dude's name in that jail? Oh, God, oh, he's, he's so great. Bob or something? Yeah, Bob is great or whatever his name is. Oh, my God, he's awesome. But, yeah, I, I think that was the only time where I was like, that's the move to make. That's the yeah. thing. You highlight like that's the thing with clip shows and and you know what sign I think the only show that doesn't annoy me with clip shows is Seinfeld because uh-huh. I constantly find that show funny uh, just because there are a lot of like real life situations that I know of I can right. with Seinfeld and I feel like it's all funny that's probably the only thing and that's what you have to do with clip shows you really have to just get out your A game and there wasn't enough content for them to do that yeah yeah. Uh, but I think the move they should have made was this one, which is coming up next when, you know, Carlton makes mm. up this story about Will going on a date with this girl where he doesn't buy her much of a dinner and he turns her into some thugs to avoid getting robbed of his money. And then Carlton comes to the rescue as like, uh, I don't know, Michael Jackson, Batman, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, fanatic Batman. Right. And yeah, again, like that idea that you're setting up a clip show to make new clips as opposed to mm-hmm. just like recapping what we just saw. Right. 
Right, especially so early in the game. Like, I get that if you're just sort of like, we don't have anything. We want to do this. We want to experiment with this. We want to see if maybe this is a way where uh, you're kind of getting the funniest scenes that you can, even though you don't right. really know how to place them into an episode. And that's a pretty great way of actually making sure that, like, you know what? Maybe these clips, they don't make sense altogether in a narrative, but if we're making them sort of as a recollection, as a story, as a flashback, then, yeah, let's do it. It should have been all new. should have been right. all new, like things it that should've. happened off screen that we didn't see. Yes. You know, other noise Will was making for Uncle right. Phil to tell that story or other ways like he showed up to a, or, or maybe the time where him across and actually did hit on her girlfriends. Yes. <laughs> and that's why she didn't want to invite him. There was so much there was so much more to do with that. Yes. Which they had something here later in the game and, you know, they stopped doing after a while. So this whole scene is just clip after clip after clip. Um. What was the next one, though? Oh, oh, my God. This one was kind of the, the worst. Drop. It's the name drop clip. This was this was this was the worst. <laughs> this ran extremely long. This was I would have cut this. But then you'd have no episode. Exactly. But it's also kind of like I, it kind of I kind of liked it for the fact that I think I forgot how interconnected those shows used to be, right? Cuz you yeah, had people like showing up from Cosby show yes. and a different world. Mm-hmm. And you know Quincy Jones pops right, up. right. Heavy D. You got MLB and NFL star Bo Jackson showing yes. up. <laughs> yes, and baseball great Bo Jackson. Yes, you give yes. that man the respect he deserves. Bo Jackson, I like that. Wait, what? Uh, I said MLB oh. and NFL. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I love Bo Jackson. I think he's great. I used to watch that. Um, do you remember that animated show where it was like Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky? And they were playing themselves in the show, but they would, like, play sports during day, but be, like, a superhero team at night. That sounds so familiar. But I don't specifically remember it. It was so ridiculous and silly, but I loved it. But any hoosies. Um, I kind of love this just because I thought that the, the, that I don't remember this second episode at all. So I don't mm-hmm. think I saw it as a kid, right? But what I loved about it was I thought it was going to be just a collection of people that they could call in favors to, right? Like, we can get Bo oh, Jackson, yeah. we can get Heavy D in here. But then once they started bringing in folks from the Cosby show and the NBC slate. Right. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, yes, of course. Because, of course, like, these are these shows are also connected. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. a different world is a spinoff from the Cosby show. But a lot of the behind-the-scenes creatives, you know, um, that driving force, like, yeah it's a lot of the same folks. I mean, like Debbie Allen, like uh, she was instrumental for a different world. And she's actually, I think she directed the first two episodes or it's definitely yes, the pilot. She episode. Did. Uh, so it's like a lot of people that have been heavily involved in these very, very uh, black focus and black centric roles. Right. Uh, or shows, sorry. And yeah, I just was like, it was a nice little reminder. And I always love seeing Kadeem Hardison. I think he's great. <laughs> I love him on a different world. Um, yeah, That's the I, only reason why I can't hate on it. But the writing right. in the scene is horrendous. And I know it's, it's supposed to be cheesy in, in itself, yeah. but it, it was just too long. Right. It, it was a joke that just ran too long and needed to end quickly. So there was actually something, and I hate to bring up Golden Girls, but there was something similar. <laughs> like Dorothy is, ha- or no, it was Blanche having a dream, right? So then there's a reason for Dorothy to be dating uh, Sonny Bono, and I can't forget who the other guy is, but he was a pretty well-known TV actor at the time. I can't remember who he was. Or maybe it was, it was another actor. Ricardo. Right? 
I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> later, I'm running two more. Bill Cosby. No, it was not Bill Cosby. Uh, Nick Van Dyke. No, definitely not. Okay. He did feature on the show. He was a guest on that show. But um, it was, again, it was supposed to be ridiculous. It was supposed to be over the top. And because it is later revealed to be a dream, everything that has come before now makes sense, right? But if you're just trying to play this as him telling this sort of name-dropping story of like, oh, I know all these people and they love me and adore me and they come to me for advice and Quince, you know, and, and, and Heavy D is giving Bo Jackson dinner party advice and it's just sort of like, this is so flimsy. It's not even it a story. It's not even no. a story. It's just a reason for people to literally... <laughs> It's just a reason for people to walk into the room. And I feel like it's been done better. It has been done better. It was mm-hmm. done better by Phil, um, by James Avery whenever he walked onto the set of Family Matters. Do you remember oh that? Oh, my God. I saw that in real time. There's I, no line. It's literally the kids that are just like, I told you. Uh, they're talking about... Uh, um, <laughs> How um yeah, about, about how Mr. Winslow, the the little kid goes, I told you he looks like the dad from Fresh Prince. Yes. And then James Avery walks into the show and it's supposed to be a gag more for the audience and it's just something that they roll through the credits, but it's cute, right? But but even, a ga- it's a gag for the actor too. Uh right. Reginald Van Johnson, because he didn't expect that. You can see it in no. his face. <laughs> right. But then when you just have this where it's just like, Oh, hey, uh, do you know Kadeem Hardison? Yeah, Quincy Jones. Oh man, this is so crazy. Like it's just so there's nothing there. There's nothing cool about it. There's nothing awesome. And I feel like I've seen these kind of opportunities, like they've been done better by other shows that were on at the same time as this show. So it just kind of leaves me feeling like there's no excuse why you get all these people together and it's not as funny as it should be. It's not as cool as it should be. The cameos are cool enough just because they're notable, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's not fun. It's not. I, I think it's, I, I, in general, I, I think it's just poorly directed and poorly write, uh, written. So I, I have to know what happened behind the scenes because it's such a shift from Melman's regular stuff. And I feel like he's kind of going on a downward trend here where maybe right. he's getting tired or is just not as connected to the material as he should be. I mean, we don't know if maybe they were kind of getting rumblings of we don't know if you guys are going to be sticking around, you know, we don't know if you guys are going to make it to the end of the first, I don't know what that, what that, what that contract Mm -hmm. was. I don't know again, what that behind the scenes drama may have been or not have been. So yeah, we don't know. Maybe they just decided, you know what, let's just kind of just crack out what we can now. And then we're going to wait to actually reinvest into actual episodes, you know, cause right. Yeah. These, these are not episodes. (laughs) These are not episodes. They they, they aired on TV, but they're not episodes. They're just. Yeah, this had to have aired in some weird period, like before winter, winter break or something. Right. Um, So what's the next scene? So finally, the scene ends and Melinda, we're back to Melinda. So she says she can't choose and that she's going to have to go with some basic raw attraction. And then she settles on Carlton. And then I'm like. Ha ha, Tony. Ha ha. <laughs> I didn't say that he's not good looking. That's a very good looking guy. I just don't think that I've ever been like, ooh, Carlton. Not even in Vegas when he took his shirt off? No, not Vegas. When uh, the, the strip club and his mom. No, not at the, yeah, the benefit. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> Such a good put your clothes on. Put it back on. <laughs> Take it um, off. 
I love that scene. I love that scene too. No, it just Carlton doesn't do it for me. I, I just, oh my goodness! I'm sorry, it's not that. It's one of those things where it's like I can recognize that you are are, are objectively attractive, but I'm not feeling any tingles and jingles whatsoever. Um, it's not the meant to of be. Tingles is broken. It's not meant to be a statement on the attractiveness on the person. I think that about a lot of people that are actually objectively attractive. Like, I think that about. Um, you know how everybody's crazy about Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. To me, I'm like, that's a puppy dog. That's a golden retriever that has attained human form. I can't be attracted sexually to a he golden He wasn't that hot to me until he started doing comedies. Like, I like a funny guy. Like, yeah. if you're funny... You, but again, you it's like he's objectively hot. That's an objectively right. attractive man. I right. just... it does, It's not doing anything for the tingles and jingles over here, you know? But right. I don't... I'm definitely not going to be like, really? That guy? Really? Ugh. You know, that's, that's, yeah, it's just one of those weird situations where it's like, yeah, it's just not, it's not flipping the switch on me over here. So oh, sorry, yeah, your, flip, sorry. your switch didn't get flipped. Your flip I'm didn't sorry. switch. I think he's very handsome. He's very handsome, Magdalia. I like Oh this my story. gosh. That's what you tell your son. You're very handsome. He's You're very, very handsome. <laughs> he's kind of handsome. That's a handsome man. Oh, um, so yeah, so then she picks him and then what happens mm. to be like... So, so Will's like, he goes to mope back at the okay. croissant place. Yes. He's all mopey. Mopey McGee all- now. Mopey, and we're supposed to feel sorry for him because he spent the whole day harassing women at the mall, and I'm supposed to be really sad that he couldn't get a date for his party at his house. Right, and then he talks <laughs> to the girl, and can we talk about how they are trying to do such a Laney Boggs, or maybe this is where they get the Laney Boggs thing and she's all that. Yeah. Where it's yeah. the hairnet, it's the glasses. It's but like, she's wearing too much makeup. Right. For but they're literally trying to do everything that they can to make her, quote unquote, ugly. <laughs> like they put the glasses on her, they tie her hair back. They even put the hairnet on you her. Have too. glasses like, on, you're ugly now. Right. <laughs> what well, a trope. Like, did you ever see that parodied in Not, a, Not Another Teen movie where yeah. they straight up just like okay like it's the makeover scene right and literally all they do for that they take off the glasses they uh undo the ponytail okay my work is done and it's like a joke in the office too when pam like (laughs) the character pam never wears glasses and then she wore glasses one day and her boss is like oh i can't even look at you you look like an ugly scientist (laughs) that is so rude (laughs) you hate the office uh i hate the office I thought you said you hated The Office. Um, no, I find that I can't oh. watch. I can't binge it. I have to uh, separate. I, I have to only do a couple episodes at a time. A couple episodes at a time. Listen, here's the problem. Why are my Why are my friends with you again? I'm just kidding. Listen, I love you. I watched I love you. Wreck first, and that's kind of the problem. I watched a show about a super competent boss first. And oh, which one? Parks and Rec, right? Like the whole Leslie Nope thing is that she's yeah. supposed to be anal retentive, too competent, really. And that's, like, where all the comedy comes from. But not all bosses are like that. I have a boss like Michael Scott, and that's what makes it hilarious. I know, but when you go from liking a show about a hyper-competent boss and now you switch over to Michael Scott, it's it was too jarring, so I couldn't binge it. But I find that I can do it a few episodes at a time. I just have to stop because otherwise I start to feel... I think I start to feel angry. I'm like, I don't know why none of these people just aren't setting that whole office on fire right now. Like, <laughs> it just becomes a little too much. But I think it's funny. I think the show is legit funny. I just can't. I myself can't do it just because I realize, like, oh, I didn't do this right. Have you finished the series? Right. I haven't. I haven't. <gasps> what season are you on? Ah, oh, God. Um, Stop it. 
Did you get? Oh no, I'm not gonna. I can't say anything. Pam, Pam, Pam and the dude are together. That's all I know. Pam, Jim, together. Pam and Jim. Yes, they're together. So it's somewhere around there. <laughs> okay, so season four. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. Have they gone? So what's the last thing you remember? Ah, uh, God, I don't even. The the episode that always pops up into my mind, and I know it's nowhere near it, uh, is the dinner party scene. Oh. Where, okay, so that's later. That's season. Yeah. No, that is season four. Oh, that's my favorite episode. Yeah, the where dinner party Michael and his living yeah. girlfriend are just like deteriorating before your very eyes, and it's br- oh my god, it's such a good. You I have could, no idea the physical emotional toll <laughs> to get four vasectomies. Snip snap snip snap snip snap. Yeah, so I can do it. I just didn't do it the right way. Apparently, yeah. there's like a formula to these kind of things. And it's not the only thing. I hear that a lot about a lot of other shows where people are like, you can't watch that first. You have to go back. Otherwise, it just messes with you. Yeah. Um, and it just ruins your expectations. Right. Um, yeah, but, but this is not we, the office, ladies. It's not. We're talking about Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yes. We are. Um, so, yes, Lainey Boggs, the, the ugly the girl with glasses who's not really ugly. No, not at all. But they apparently she's supposed to be because she's wearing glasses, which and I a hair a net. who wears glasses and a ponytail. I am offended. How dare Tony, you? You're gorgeous. Thank you. Um, well, you wouldn't know it with these glasses and this ponytail. I mean, you I'm just, wearing glasses that look like scientific goggles. So. Listen, just you wait. I'm going to take this ponytail out. I'm going to get some contact lenses and it's over for all of you. Well, my hair is not touching my face. It's too damn hot for that. <laughs> I will cut it off as soon as it gets in my way. It's over for all of you. Watch. Oh, my God. <sighs> but what's after this? Oh, that's right. So he's eating the super croissant. and Eating a peanut butter croissant that's on the house. A croissant. Oh, oh okay. Oh, weird combination. And is this when they end up back at the house? Because it's the party. Yes. Okay. After. Oh, yes. Yes. So we're at the party and then wait, no, no, they walk back in and they're talking about their day at the, yes. at the, at the mall. And then that's when Hillary is talking about how she was detained by mall security. Cause apparently she fits a description mm-hmm. and there's, Oh, there's a really great joke here though, where they're like, what description? I'm like, well, clearly stunning is in that description. Or she said something to that effect. But it's like, that's, that's really good. That oh, it comes through. Clearly um, stunning, oh, isn't it? Jeffrey, when Will walks in the room and he's mm-hmm. like, hey, there are any messages or whatever. And he's like, oh, yes. you received calls from these three girls. And it's like, oh, the most deadpan delivery where mm-hmm. he's just crushing Will's dreams. Over my dead body. Right. And not on your life. And ha, 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 ha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeffrey comes through. Oh, my God. So, yeah, great. so see, something is happening here. Something Somebody is happening. I don't know why there isn't more Jeffrey in this episode and why he's being shunned from the party. If I had a butler, my butler can go to my Halloween party. He's for sure being at the parties, 100%. For sure. Uh-huh. Not just as a butler, though. Because, you Jeffrey, know, it's a theme Jeffrey party. Is, yes. I would pay Jeffrey just to hang out with me. If I had that mm-hmm. kind of money, I would pay Jeffrey just to chill with me. Oh, he Jeffrey can just... Is hilarious. He can go as Raphael Delgado. He's got the, that afro in his closet, I'm sure. <laughs> like, nobody's throwing out in the trash. <laughs> the so, yeah so then they go through all that and then it's mm-hmm. like hillary talking about how she didn't buy a costume she bought an eve saint laurent dress or something and then i think it transitioned over to the party scene right yes because yeah will's like ooh, scary right <laughs> hillary just gives him the scathing look it's a she has the best look 
Oh my God. It's such a good look. It's such a good dress. It's not a costume at all. It's just literally a couture little cocktail dress. And well, no, I mean her like, like facial expressions, but yeah, it's her dress. Oh yeah. But the the facial expressions she always gives when someone gives her some shit. She's always like, I, <laughs> I love her. I love her so much. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the look is fantastic. It's not mm-hmm. a costume. It's, it's just not. an piece for her to wear couture uh, with, the, with the cocktail uh, dress and the hat. I don't, it's gorgeous. I love it. Um, then we have Ashley, who was dressed as Charlie Chaplin, which earlier <laughs> in the episode, Hillary's like, oh, a ballerina's so boring. You should be a silent movie star and take the hint. <laughs> so mean. I love her. It's um, a great costume, then- too. And Uncle Phil, he's not dressed as anything, right? Am I remembering? No, he's like, I'm comfortable, man. He pays the bills. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Daddy, he has such a great costume. <laughs> that's great. Like, that's uh, one way to see, it. see, it's possible to have jokes in here. I just don't realize. Yeah. I just don't understand why they're not in the entire episode. Um, and then it's uh, <laughs> uh, Carlton is dressed up as a vampire, specifically. I think he's supposed to be Dracula. Uh, <laughs> Viv shows up just in a long sequin dress just because I guess she's feeling herself that day. I don't know if she's supposed to be somebody be, specifically. Yeah, I think she was supposed to be Tina Turner, right? No, That's the kind of vibe I got. I will always love you. Isn't, is it, is she supposed to be Whitney? It, like, it, it, well, Whitney. Whitney used to wear a small dress, I guess. Though. But I thought it was more like Tina Turner because the sequins and how short the dress was. Maybe. Yeah. Late, late, early 90s. Yeah. I guess I mean, Whitney, Whitney, was, is, uh, Whitney was a big Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. For sure. Um, and then. Well, I would say it wouldn't make sense because she wasn't singing a Whitney Houston song in a mall, but this whole episode doesn't make sense. So. Well, no, doesn't she walk in or doesn't uh, Uncle Phil hear uh, I Will Always Love You? And then he turns around and sees her and oh. she's like, in like the sequins and then like somebody else tries to come around and is like, uh, yeah. her, and he's like, what are you looking at? Clown. <laughs> I, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember what song she was humming. I think it was. So I think that's. I'll take your word for it. But but she's not wearing anything like specifically. It just looks like it's Aunt Viv in a really beautiful. Yeah, it's like you you dress. can't really tell because her hair right. is Aunt Viv hair, and it's right. just the dress and the earrings. So you right. can't see this is. Um, who else? Who else? Oh yeah, but then when you know Carlton shows shows up in the vampire costume, Will's like with his date who's dressed up as Mrs. Santa Claus. He's like, oh Carlton, both your fantasies come true. Because he's oh. wearing white face, essentially. White face and lipstick. Yeah, you're, yes. two fan- you're, you're knocking out two fantasies in one night. Or he says something like that. And it's just like, oh, God. Again, uh, lazy jokes. Just the same yeah. same lazy well we're going to. Um, I was laughing couple- every time Hillary would go around the party and start referencing these random ass celebrities that were there. Bacon talking to Ke- Kiefer Sutherland or the Brat Pack. And uh, yeah, I, so I thought the River Phoenix. Cute. Right. I thought that was cute. Yeah, that was um, like cute. obviously, that's all that Hillary would care about at this party, which I love. It's so on brand. And they're um, in costume too, so it's not like <laughs> you you had to like really either show them or you would show them, but they're in like masks. So. Right. <laughs> cute gag. It's a cute gag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Will walks in and he's dressed just like as like a seventies pimp, like, uh, but it's all like. Party City, like, glasses. He said he's with super fly. Hat. Super fly, is that who he's supposed to be? Okay. That's what he well, said. 
That's terrible. That is terrible. I think that came out as a movie. Well, no, that's what no, that's what I'm saying. Like Superfly had way more. Like that movie had way more fashion sense than what Will Smith is doing right now. Um, Yeah. So then it's like, yeah, it's a bunch of these little like. There's these celebrities here and there, and then I think we finally get to the uh, the Cindy scene, mm-hmm. or like uh, uh, Jeffrey announces a new guest, and it's supposed to be oh announcing God. Cinderella. And it stop, stop <laughs> me here. I was I had to hit pause and do something else for ten minutes. I was like, I'm over this episode, right? Because and we're doing this. It's this whole thing, and it's supposed to be this whole Cinderella, and it's supposed to be that Cindy the waitress is actually Cinderella in disguise. I mean, they don't say it, but that's just what they're, they say it without having to say it. Um, Yeah, it's just sort of like, again, there's nothing clever or new here. It's not even silly enough to be cartoonish. It's just kind of like, yeah, even when he asks, like, where'd you get the dress? And she's like, this old lady walked in and just, you know what? It's just a long story. And like, <laughs> okay. It's like, yes. The, the, uh, this two-parter has been a long story, Cindy. You're right. 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 And it's just like, okay, so even they're tired of having to tell the stupid story. So yeah. they go through all that, and let's just get to the end. It's supposed yeah. to be like a Cinderella gag where she, like, mm-hmm. runs out of the room, leaves the shoe behind, and then... Will breaks the fourth wall, and then it's a whole, you know, like, oh, oh, my God, oh, oh, you know, but then she walks back in and says, oh, no, my shoe, and, like, hands him, you know, uh, her number, and it's just business as usual. Yeah. Then they we get call to me the, tomorrow. Right. We get to the next gag, though, where it turns out that Carlton's date is actually a thief, and mm-hmm. she, like, used her little Santa outfit or Mrs. Mrs. Claus outfit to literally just start swiping things from around the house. And the reason we know that is because the security guard that stopped Hillary. Yes. <laughs> uh, she was like, I invited him. And apparently that seemed to make everything better. You know, like that was exactly how she managed to just escape a whole like shoplifting charge. Apparently that she invited this dude to, to her party. Of course. Uh, yeah. And I love that he shows up to the party in his security outfit. <laughs> <laughs> No costume needed. Um, and he's like, this is a real arrest. Even though he's mall security. You're not a cop, dude. You're mall security. Yeah, they it's never, real... like, distinguish that. They, but they always call him a cop. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are you mall security? You're going to take a walk cop? to the security office. I'm like, all right, so you're mall security, but you're going to arrest this chick at a random bill. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, again. It's, I don't know. Nonsensical. I don't know how that works. Um, so there's jokes about Carlton about how, you know, the only reason he can get a date is, you know, to date, you know, a thief essentially. Um, yeah. And then I think that's where the party ends. And then there's this scene with Will and Ashley where they're cleaning at the party, but then there's a not, this episode will not effing end. There's a not store. There's trick or treaters. And instead of just giving these kids some candy or some punch or something, not anything, (laughs) apples. Send them on their way. End this episode. This dude ends up deciding to literally pick up these children. Pick up. He is touching someone else's child and over the threshold. And these like idiot parents in the background, like, whoa, okay, let's walk into this house. Like the living room. They're in the doorway, but apparently they're just waiting outside the door. If you know, yeah. So he starts telling a scary story, but since it's the Fresh Prince on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he's rapping a story, but he's not really rapping it. He's just telling a story in rhyme. So it's supposed to be this weird, quasi-haunted, scary Halloween story rap, and it just does not 
work at all. It's so boring. The kids look bored. I'm bored. Um, mm. And again, it's just a very, very long, unfunny setup. And the punchline is Carlton. And maybe that would have been funny, but we've drained the well dry by it this point. It would have been funny if, like, he doesn't make fun of Carlton every single scene. And then right. we didn't see that coming. And not and only he, in every scene, but in every scene of a two-parter in two episodes. Right. And he wasn't already just beat up on because his date right. was a uh, little robber. Uh, so it's just... Uh, God. Uh, so I, the, the I, timeline of this day is completely screwy. I'm going to run down this with you. And, uh, and you probably already caught this. But all right. So the party and the shopping trip, same day, right? When uh-huh. they get to the mall, they agree to meet back at the car at 5 p.m. Uh-huh. So let's... Let's say it takes an hour to get back to the mansion. Because even if this is on the west side, this is Southern California. It takes an hour to get Traffic. anywhere. Right. So that's like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Then everyone has to get ready before the party starts. So that's one hour, two hours tops. You're getting ready for a Halloween party. Right. So let's just entertain the fact that the party is probably starting at 7, which is very hard to believe. Then Cindy arrives. And if we're doing the whole Cinderella thing, she rushes out of the party around midnight, Right. Mm-hmm. But Ashley and Will are the only ones cleaning up after the party, and they get trick or treaters. Okay, so what time is it? Because then Will <laughs> mentions the time of story, which I believe is supposed to indicate the actual time that they arrived at the house. So I mean, what I, the fuck is happening? I actually know what time it's supposed to be. Oh, ooh, <laughs> what time is it supposed to be? How do you know? That little kid you... said we were watching Matlock. Matlock came on at eight o'clock. I used to watch Matlock religiously. So it's definitely after nine o'clock. I know that because it would be the last show that I would watch. And I my I had a bedtime for the not watching time Matlock as a child. I was. I was obsessed with Matlock. Oh I was obsessed. God. The only thing the only books I read as a kid were mystery books. So the I only like shows I watched oh were like these crime and lawyer procedurals. And it just so happened that Matlock was just the most amazing thing I'd ever seen as a seven year old kid. I just love I used to watch Father Dowling Mysteries. I don't know if you remember that one, but it was no, a nun and a Catholic priest that would solve murders. It was brilliant. I loved it. Um, I went to Catholic school. I didn't need to watch a Catholic <laughs> priest solving murders. <laughs> I was like, I'm there for 10 hours a day. So, I don't know the exact time, but it's definitely after nine o'clock. I know that for a fact. So yeah, the timeline is a little screwy. Cause then it's like, cause this party's it like over. Right. We're cleaning up. Like, right. What right. time does party start and end? Yeah. So yeah, you really. Kevin Bacon it, was not going to a party that started at seven and ended <laughs> at 10 p.m. In Bel Air, okay? I'll tell you that right now. It's just a very silly, nonsensical thing that the minute you start to like, yeah. again, you could do that for, I think, probably every single element in this show where it's like, uh, okay, yeah. Um, none of it really stands up. It's just, it's lazy. Mm-hmm. It's The whole thing is lazy. I feel like the director and the writer weren't connected. I feel like the writing doesn't connect. The directing is off. Um, yeah. It's just bad. It's not good. I will say this, though. I know that in the last episode when we were talking about uh, Deaf Poet Society, I know that yeah. I that that was my least favorite at this point, and that right. I knew that this recap show was going to come was going to come around, um, mm-hmm. and that I was probably going to rank that even worse than the recap episode. But I forgot it was a two parter, right? Oh, that makes so all the I difference. I think that what I'm going to have to do is sandwich deaf poet society in between mm-hmm. these two because i think i like the first one 
the first, uh, the part one better than I do part two because part two just does not end. Yes. Part two is just part two is, is nothing. That's a complete yeah. filler. It, it doesn't advance the story. We don't learn anything new. Right. The set pieces are just uninspired. The party scene alone, it's just it, it feels like a confined space. Right. It doesn't feel like a big mansion party. No, it doesn't because it's in their little, it, they have a very tiny living room. They have a uh, tiny living room, but I feel like they could have played with the space, maybe with the lighting or something, make it feel more immersive. Like it was actually a real party going on. Right, right. But it's just a bunch of people kind of just milling around in the living room, right? Mm -hmm. And at the very least, part one does have Aunt Viv and her scenes and her just jamming out. And those are great. Those are mm -hmm. awesome. Those are fantastic and legitimately entertaining. Yes. Uh, part two, I'm just kind of like, you're jamming a Cinderella story with a thief story with mm -hmm. a haunted, a haunted uh, scary story rap story at the end. Uh, yeah. It's uh, There's Santa. There's a there's somebody dressed at a mm -hmm. Halloween party for as, as Mrs. Claus. This it's, is you going to a $7.99 buffet in Vegas at 5 in the morning. That's what this would look like. It, it, nothing makes sense. It's all nothing. weird. There's no reason for any of us to mm -hmm. be here. So, yeah, I think that I, I'm going to stand by that statement where I know for a fact that there is a worse, uh, that, that I think that even Deaf Poet Society is worse than some of these, uh, the recap episode, right? But I still think that Deaf Poet Society is better than part two. Oh, yeah. We, we have some, like, great Jeffrey gems in that that episode. Right. Will does have a motivation in that episode. We're, I think that's our first foray into Bel Air Academy. <clears throat> So we have a new set piece there. And I feel it's just like Will digging a hole for himself. And he also doesn't get rewarded in the end. Like he kind of does here for his, his behavior. Yeah. Whereas like, okay, we're supposed to sympathize with him after number one. He doesn't approach anyone genuinely. No. Except, you know, he has a couple of honest conversations with Cindy, who he's not really trying to get with. Which is kind of also weird. Uh <laughs> Right. But and it's then they turn terrible. Carlton into this like bad guy and yeah. then look at the girl in the end. And I think it's just a situation where they both should have lost. Right. Just go to your party, enjoy yourself, mm -hmm. you know, drink some punch, eat some candy. Like, I, I, yeah, it's just, I feel like, wasn't there a Christmas episode or something? No, it must yeah. be coming up later where they actually do the whole, like, they invite kids in. Oh, it's yeah. the episode that's about to come up with the Christmas episode with Ashley, where she just yes. wanted Christmas. Mm -hmm. And there's about to be a whole thing where, you know, it's a, it's another party set up, right? And it's got a much better payoff. Mm -hmm. And it's, an, it's actually rooted in some kind of, like, emotion. Right. Shopper. Because um, it's, it's not a caricature. They're not right. caricatures, you know. She's a nine-year-old kid who doesn't want the richy rich Christmas with Super coordinated decorations and right. whatnot. That's going to be a good episode. Neutral colors. That, that is a good episode. Yeah. But I think that concludes this episode. Yes, thankfully. please. Thankfully. Thank God. Because this was Ooh, just. That was. I love talking with you. But my God, when these episodes get bad, like mm -hmm. it just kind of becomes. It, like you talked about having to watch it just kind of became a slog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have to analyze. He, I, I can't just watch it straight through. It's not 24 minutes for me. It's right. almost 40 because I have to, to pause and look at the scene and sometimes rewatch it and catch words and look at the background. So it's like double time for me when I right. have to watch these episodes. So, yeah, it was a lot. And I think we were supposed to record this a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of glad that 
we pushed it out because I was like, oh, this up. isn't a good one. No. Like, I gotta, I don't know how I'm going to fill this episode with good commentary. There's nothing to really not. analyze here. It's not, but I, at the very least, we can just be, I guess if we're trying to do anything here, we're just trying to kind of analyze the trajectory of this show. And thank mm-hmm. God it does get better. It does. Mm-hmm. It gets so much better. Um, and definitely, I don't think that there is another recap episode that shows up within the series. I could not be until don't remember. season six, I believe, when they're selling the house. That's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so then it's like, I guess they learned their lesson. And I guess at that mm-hmm. point, rightfully so, at season six, you have enough to pull where you can go ahead and pull, like, your funniest, greatest hits. And you can, yeah. you know, pull them all together. Um, but, yeah, this is just, if you guys are interested in good uh, recap clip shows, head over to Golden Girls on Hulu. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's wonderful because this is just not hitting it. Or um, Seinfeld. Or I, I've never seen Seinfeld, unfortunately. What? I vouch for that. Um, I could never get into it. And I have I, to I, add that to my. I must show Tony. Oh I, my God! There's. I do like the the few scenes I do uh, see with um, uh, George Costanza. George is, is amazing, and so is Elaine. I am totally Elaine Bennis. I think you would appreciate her very much. Yeah, I've never sat down to watch an entire thing. It's just kind of those things where, like, you're flipping through TV, and whenever mm-hmm. I do stop, it tends to be a George scene. And I do think that he's very – Jason Alexander, I think he's hilarious. Yes, um, and uh, a shocker, he's never won an Emmy for that role. Interesting. Everyone else has. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. And he is uh-huh. by far a scene – I mean, Julia Louis-Drive has you – know, she's a genius as usual. But he, he is definitely a – uh, stolen a lot of scenes from that show. I think you'd like it. We should start literally a whole other podcast where we just show each other things that the other has never seen yeah. before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that's, wouldn't that be more of a YouTube show? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Um, I think we have something for 2021. Yeah. We'll, th- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Because we got to get you back. We got to get you back on, on the YouTube. Yes. Hopefully, thankfully, we need to get me back on there. But thank God we are done with this episode because, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle. To, as yeah. much as the only saving grace is that I get to do it with you. Because um, okay. if you had told me, like, you got to do this by yourself, I'm like, then it's not happening. Um, Friendship. Yeah. Friendship okay. is nice. Um, but thank you guys for sticking with us. If you stuck with us for this long. So over this episode, she's closing I out am. the show. I am, and I never close it out. Go ahead, Magdalia. You close. No, I, I'm good with that. That's fine. Uh, does oh. anything that you have to... Is, are you working on anything creative? Or do you need encouragement or something? The only, well, I, I am on uh, the other... Uh, the only other podcast I've got going on right now is the Astonishing X Show mm-hmm. um, that is in partnership with Rat House uh, Studios. So, yeah, you guys can check me out there. Uh, we actually just recorded uh, what we've decided to do in between watching uh, X-Men Animated, the 92 X-Men Animated show, is that every time we get to the end of a season, we're going to actually go through and talk about the movies. So mm. we recording our commentary, our discussion on 2000 X-Men, you know, starring Patrick Stewart, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman. The first time we ever get to see Hugh Jackman as, as Wolverine. Um, that was really cool. And then we are going to continue... Uh, and dive into season two of X-Men. And then that's actually a pretty short episode 
Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, it's a pretty short season. It only has 13 episodes, so it'll only be a few, like a few short months before we actually get to X2, which is going to be a really cool conversation too. So yeah, so go check me out over there. Um, yeah, I think that's the only thing I really have in the mix right now creatively. Um, I got a day job now. I got a job. I'm a professional fancy lady. She's got a, she's got a day job, everybody. Yeah, man, that's exciting. Um, what about you? What do you What do you got going on? Um, well, I finished my date. Well, actually, that's a lie. I don't finish. Well, by the time this airs, I'll be done. Um, but I am wrapping on Friday from a new Quibi show. Whoop, 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 whoop. So, yeah, so I'm going to go back east for a few weeks. I think then I'll come back and um, I'll do some stuff. I really need to, I really need to start my outline because I want to shoot a documentary next year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. I will, I will just say this about it. It's highly um, inspired by the Fire Festival docs mm. that happened. So yes. that's yes. all I'm going to say about that. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, I, I want to do it. I have to shoot something. I have to shoot something. I have to produce something or I have to, that's out of outside of like somebody else's um, mm-hmm. passion uh, project slash creative baby. Like I need my own. Mm-hmm. And I haven't come across any scripts this year to direct, uh, which I which was on my 2020 list was to direct a short film or something, but I haven't found that script. So I'm like, all right, well maybe let me just try to outline and and write the script for this documentary I want to do. Let's do it. 2021 goals. Woo-hoo. Let's do it. Well, you you you're gonna be getting a phone call because I'm gonna need somebody to like uh, rewrite it or something. So you're I'm you're here. coming on board. You don't know it yet. I don't you're know coming it yet, on board. But it's as a producer writer and you're just I'm telling you this. I'm not asking you. Okay. <laughs> you're just informing me. Okay. Well, you guys can follow me uh on the social medias, uh the Tony Sanchez and McDalia. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now? I'm I yes, I know it's like, oh God, all my social media. I That's am so on good. Twitter at Miggy Spicy and I am on Instagram at the real Miggy Spicy. Follow me there. Uh, for much more, thank you, Tony, for joining me this evening and for suffering through these episodes with me. We thought much this was going to be quick, and it just ended up just us being like, if we're miserable about this, we're going to get out all our misery about yeah. I mean, it episode. was actually pretty quick because we're at an hour and 40 minutes, but I know the first 15 hey. we were talking nonsense in the beginning. Well, then we're going to cut that. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pleasant in our filler. Yeah, this is probably talking about the episode maybe an hour and 15 minutes worth of that from cool. two episodes. So. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, have a great night, and we will see you next time. If you would like to send feedback or any questions to the show, you can email us at thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. Again, our email is thefreshpodcastofla at gmail.com. And please rate us on iTunes.